So did you see Google suspended a guy this week? Yeah. Wasn't there something that he said that their AI platform is now sentient? Like, like thinks like a person. Yeah. It's it, like, it has a soul or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think that mostly covers it. So he got suspended for claiming that? No, he got suspended. He got suspended for violating the company's confidentiality clause. It's different. Okay. okay yeah. That's, that's not really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really strange non-denial denial. Okay. All right. So something is definitely going on at Google. What, what did he actually say? Okay. Well, let me get the link here. Hey, what did you do with my links? What links? The ones that I put in the Google Doc that talked about how Google is now basically aware of everything that's going on. I I didn't edit our Google Doc. Wait, so then who? Um, you know what? I think we should just slowly walk away from this topic and play the theme. Oh, oh, uh, I agree before we upset someone air quotes <laughs> yep yep here we go Hey, Todd. Hey. <laughs> How's it going? Pretty good. How are you? I'm pretty good. Um, I'm pretty good. I, I'm just going to be clear. Two days ago, when you started talking about what the cold open could be, I came up with the idea that, hey, you know what? Dwayne should get a thing that makes a computerized voice, and it would do part of the open because it would be really funny. And I said, that's way too much work. There's no way I'm going to go put that on Dwayne. I mean, come on. He's already doing 98% of the work. Now he has to go find an artificial computer voice. And then you surprised me with it. And I was like, that's pretty good. I thought you'd enjoy that. I've also learned, uh, what did I learn this week? That we can be easily replaced. (laughs) (laughs) Well... We knew that already, but I mean, this is just, this is another one. Yeah. Oh, that was the third version of the cold open that we wrote this week. So, but I, I thought, I thought that'd be, I thought, thought that'd be okay. Yeah. Oh, the, let's see, should we go straight to follow up and feedback and updates? Yeah. I think that sounds good. Uh, Amy hasn't listened. Toddler number one has not listened. And you know why I know she hasn't listened? Uh, Why is that? Well, for starters, last week's episode was about how I can fake it for 90 minutes. (laughs) And, And then second, at one point, you said somebody spent 70 years on the throne. And I know Amy would have commented about how long I spend in the bathroom. 
Yeah. So I, neither of those things happened. Um, because I had she listened, I know I would have heard about both of them and I didn't. So yeah, Lisa's a little behind as well. I said, Hey, by the way, um, can you remind me what we've been watching? And she said, Trixie must Trixie's motel. And I said, I covered that last week. And then she said, Oh yeah, I'm not going to even pretend. Yeah. I haven't gotten to that yet. So, um, yeah. So have, has, do we have anybody who's listened to it? Uh, Sarah Judson Brown toddler negative 18. Also, um, she's a little behind crazy few weeks. I got this email, uh, text message actually at five 30 tonight, uh, crazy few weeks. Haven't listened to last week's episode yet. Um, but she's, so she's slowly getting caught up. She does agree that the show art that you did when you did the edit yeah. was awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Um, she also liked the story about us bringing back all the bottles of bourbon. And wasn't there a Dukes of Hazard episode with a similar plot line? I think every Dukes of oh, Hazard episode. Of <laughs> yeah, you're going to need to narrow it down a little more there. And I don't think I mentioned it at the time, uh, mostly because I was like, oh, why pile on? But as long as we're going there. Um, I mean, basically what you described was a low speed version of Smokey and the Bandit. Westbound and down. Yeah. Yep. Loaded up and trucking. Yes, we were. Woohoo. Nope. Nope. Hold on. Nope. Hold. I, sorry. I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be pedantic because we're gonna we're gonna get feedback on this. So I'm gonna clean this up. All right. <clears throat> they were going, as the song says, the the boys were thirsty in Atlanta and there's beer in Texarkana. So if they were westbound and down, they were not loaded up and trucking because the truck was empty while traveling from Atlanta to Texarkana westbound. It is eastbound, at which point they would be loaded up and trucking. Yes, there, you, I just you, saved us an embarrassing um actually next week. Thank you. I sure appreciate that. Smoking but, the Bandit, providing this geography, <laughs> this geography lesson. But, and again, um, actually, we in particular from you refer to yourself. I was oh, referring I to myself. You guys we were, were westbound. westbound and down, loaded up and trucking. Although technically you weren't loaded up and trucking, you were loaded up and SUV. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we may have been loaded up and roguing. Yeah, there you go. Rogue, 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 rogue. <laughs> Thanks, Madonna. <laughs> Did not need to see that. <laughs> I watch a lot of drag race. I got to be honest. We were drag heavy last week. That was very nearly the title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also, apparently, according to the educated idiots and Doug, uh, hey, idiots, um, we were we had a very political vibe last week. Yeah, yeah, there was a little edge. There was a little bit of an edge. <laughs> yeah, between the cold open and the Fox News. And yeah, there was yeah, there was a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Now, the funny thing, of course, is is that you and I both know that uh it didn't feel that much more political than what we normally do. It's mostly just on the edit. 
what yeah. stays in and what goes. Well, and I also I told him, yeah, you should have heard the twenty five minutes that I cut out. <laughs> if you thought what I left in was political, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it may be because it was primary week here in Iowa. So, uh, anything else out there? Um, nope. I think we're good. Okay, good because our list of of follow-up is really long. Uh, but before we get there, I've got one more. Um, actually, um, last week during episode 119, I said it was episode 118. Oops. So though you can understand my confusion because we took 13 years off between episode one and episode two, and then we've got all the bonus episodes that are, also extra. So, I mean, our numbering system is definitely off, but technically, um, actually. Okay. If you want to go with that, that's fine. I'm going to throw you some, I'm going to throw you some alternate ideas or an alternate idea as well. And then you can f- decide which one you want to go with is your, like, like your final answer. It was also episode 118 of shows that you edited. Oh yeah. Yeah. Fair. Right. Yeah. I am going to say, however, if you're going to start missing on numbers, can we shoot higher rather than lower? <laughs> Here we are in episode 7,242. <laughs> I'm at 119. <laughs> Silly me. If you're going to pad our stats, I mean, pad our stats. Yeah, do it the right way. Nobody asked the home score, hey, can you take that run away from me? <laughs> you don't do that. Can you convert that three into a two? I just, I don't want that many points. Oh, let's see. Um, there's, there's lots of things on my follow-up list. Hopefully these are quick hitters. All right. Um, as referenced last week, I lost my driver's license. Yep. Uh Oh, Mm -hmm. that means you need a government service. And from what I understand right now, government services almost anywhere are hard to come by. Well, it used to be in Iowa that you could just walk into any driver's license station in the state, whether you lived in that county or not, and just walk up and wait in line. Okay. You now have to make an appointment. Mm, fancy. I, the soonest appointment that I could get last week was the 26th of June. Mm. I'm going to be in California all next week. Oh, by the way. Remote episode next week. Woo-hoo. Heads up. Um, so, and then because Iowa's licenses are produced in an undisclosed location. A different one. Thank you. I um, think. Good, good, clear. Here's the thing. I can neither confirm nor deny that it's a different I was undisclosed. Say, if it was here, I would say the exact same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Because I would also have to deny it. So you're going to get the same answer from me regardless. Uh, but yes, the, the Iowa driver's licenses are produced in an undisclosed location and shipped to me in a nondescript white envelope three weeks later. So I don't know when I'm getting a driver's license. Right now I'm driving around with my passport in my car yeah. for identification. Handy. Handy. Which doesn't mean I have a driver's license, but it does mean I have identification. So they know exactly who to write the ticket out to. 
Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. You know what you need is you need that uh, you need that new uh, you need that new feature from Apple that lets you put your driver's license on your phone. Not in Iowa, but yes, it's supposedly coming. Yeah, not not soon enough. I'm here here. Um, I said I was going to take a nap before Ms. Marvel. You said why break tradition? Yep. Promptly fell asleep right five minutes into Ms. Marvel. <laughs> as planned. Um, I did I did actually eventually watch it in the last weekend, and I can report that it is good. Little preview there for what we're watching. Um when I finished the re-listen for this episode, my Spotify player moved me to to a random episode of ours. This is how lucky. Well, so it moved me to episode 29. Okay. Oof. Episode 29 is this one's for Leroy. Oh, look at that. They're playing. It's playing the hits. And so I listened in the last week to episode 29. This one's for Leroy. And you know what? If somebody asks you, yeah, I want to start listening to the podcast, but you know, I don't want to go all the way back to the beginning, which we can all agree is not a good idea. It was pretty absolutely correct. Yes. But where should I start? Where should I get a feel for, you know, I have to say, episode 29, we're kind of starting to hit our stride. So for the record, episode 29 was the episode where we first started calling toddlers toddlers. Big moment. Right. Big moment. Yep. Right. Okay. Yep. Um, the We also reintroduced Todd's Tech Corner because the previous Todd's Tech Corners hadn't gone so well. Nope. Nope. <laughs> The early Todd's Tech Corners, not not stellar, but we reintroduced Todd's Tech Corner because there there was apparently an Apple event that week, so we we revisited, um, and I discussed whether or not I should move from an iPhone eight up to the newly released iPhone twelve. Ooh, wow, timeless! <laughs> I, right, and then. And then we talked about Leroy Jenkins and how some of the jokes that we do are just for ourselves and that's okay. And, and how this one is for Leroy. Uh, and there were a couple of things that we learned that were kind of funny. Uh, overall episode 29, if you want to go into the way, way back machine, I have to say, I mean, it's a bad place to start. As you're describing this, it kind of feels like it was like the first episode of happy days after they got rid of Chuck. Right. Like, hey, now we've now we found the structure. <laughs> we, we, we've gotten rid of the, of the kid that we don't need. And now this will be what we do from now on. Here's the thing. Episode 121 is where we jump the shark. <laughs> hey. Uh, let's see. Oh, I also want to state for the record that I have never asked a massage therapist to sign an NDA. You were unequivocal about that last week. (laughs) You just want to get on the record like, huh, huh. (laughs) Dwayne didn't jump in there to make any statements. No, I didn't. Listening back, I'm like, huh, he said that. And I didn't say anything. I probably (laughs) had to say something. I have never had anyone sign an NDA before giving me a massage officially. 
or unofficially. I was going to say, whoa, whoa, what kind of modifier is that? Jeez, like that makes it worse. That makes it even worse. <laughs> you would have been better off saying nothing instead of officially, as far as anyone can say. <laughs> Legally, why am I why am I signing an NDA about the NDA? Isn't that kind of a hat on a hat? <laughs> uh, how about let's see? Did you have uh, um, follow up stuff? Yeah, just uh, I saw uh, a what we were watching from a number of months ago. Uh, we talked about Schmigadoon. Oh um, yeah, that, that has been picked up for a second hmm. season. So, uh, and they're going to, I guess, jump forward in time and, and they're going to be in the seventies or eighties musicals. So I guess they're going to find themselves in, in a similar situation, but with a different style of music. So there you go. I have no idea when that's coming out. So now I'm curious as to whether they're going to go with Camelot or hair. I the title the title is somehow a mashup it it's got Chicago in it. Oh I believe. Yeah. So for the life of me, I'm like Shmigakaga I you know, whatever. It's Fossey, when it comes out. Fossey, yeah. Fossey. <laughs> did you watch we'll get to this, but did you watch the Tonys? Did you get through it? We did. We watched. We watched the entire. Uh, we watched the entire Tony's uh, broadcast. It turns out that there were shows this year, so they could give out awards. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it. Uh, and 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 I have to say, you know what? You uh, the 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 person who hosted um, this year, I did a great job. High energy. It was. I, I thought. I thought she did a great job. So yeah. And I looked at Amy. What's she famous for? And Amy says, I think she won something. <laughs> um, pretty sure she won something. And here's me. Flip, 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 flip. Oh, hey. Yeah. She was Maria in the new West Side Story. So she won an Academy Award for that. And I don't know if this is a breakthrough role. But she was the bullet in Hamilton. Yes, Lisa. Lisa informed me of that. So, yes, I'm like she originated the role of the bullet, and Amy went right. That that little tidbit factoid was courtesy of Wikipedia, source of all truth and knowledge. Like the bullet. I'm like, yeah. Remember with the knee. I'm like, oh yeah. Anywho. <laughs> By the way, that we're referring to um, Ariana uh, DeBose. DeBose. Yes. Yeah. If you were curious, yeah, that's who we're referring to as Ariana DeBose. Um, also, a, um, a very short follow up on Slapgate. Okay. We talked about Mike Trout being the commissioner. Yes. Do you know? Do you know who won that league? I read the story, went, huh, okay. And then that got flushed out of short-term memory. So I did, and now I don't. Astros infielder Alex Bregman. Uh, there, There's no word on whether or not Bregman stashed any players on the IR. <laughs> if you're curious. Um, I'm assuming and- 
I mean, if it's him, I wouldn't be worried about... I, I, I get this. I'm mashing up two jokes. And I understand this. I wouldn't be worried about him stashing on the IR. I'd be worried about him stashing extra players in the trash can. <laughs> now you have to follow two stupid sports <laughs> sports stories and put them together for that to make any sense. Oh, somebody bang for me. The Some Giants players took the field for warm-ups on Monday with shirts that read, Stashing players on the IR isn't cheating. <laughs> Like, oh my God, this story will not die. This is what happens when baseball plays 162 games with very few days off and just stuff gets weird and just lingers for a long time. So we need a rain out. Oh, I can get us a rain out. Uh, let's see. Oh, yes. One more thing. Here we are. 26 minutes in. We're still on follow up. A couple of weeks ago. We led with a story about how a guy got banned from the U.S. Open because he pretended to be a pro. He checked the box that said he was a pro so he could get in the qualifier. And then he because he lost his fantasy football league. Yes. Right. So there's a guy that I follow on Twitter who goes by club pro guy. Mr. Club Pro Guy from Kansas City. He got a letter from the USGA in 1995. Dear Mr. Guy, it has been brought to our attention that the behavior you engaged in at last month's local U.S. Open qualifier in Kansas City did not live up to the high ideals of the USGA. The local tournament reported incidents ranging from mildly inappropriate conduct all the way to conspiracy to defraud the entire event. The following incidents were alleged, and they are bulleted. Double parking a 1990 Mazda Miata in a clearly marked handicap spot near the first tee. Minor incident, right? The use of a female caddy whose complete lack of golf knowledge and flagrant dress code violations served as a serious distraction to those not only in your group, but to those on any hole in your general vicinity. I'm reading verbatim. A stubborn and prolonged insistence that you are entitled to a breakfast ball on the first tee. Multiple instances of hitting provisional tee shots, even though your original ball was clearly in play because you, quote, wanted to work on a few things. And lastly, at the completion of your round, asking your player competitors if there was anything your caddy could do to entice them into signing your card for a 63. Due to these incidents, a decision has been made by our executive committee that strictly prohibits you from competing in any United States Golf Association sanctioned event for the remainder of your life. Again, dated June 22nd, 1995. So not the first guy to ever be banned by the USGA. The way they're going uh, this year, it's interesting. It's it's good. I mean... When the PGA in 95 told him that this ban was a lifetime ban for his life, they didn't anticipate that he would outlive the PGA Tour. (laughs) 
Sorry. <laughs> so as a follow-up, Golf Digest actually read the story about the guy that got banned. Not the 95 one that you had. The, the, this, this other guy, right? The new, the new guy, yeah. The new guy. And so they decided to do some reporting. Again, who knew? Golf Digest apparently has a bunch of sports reporters. Um, so, But this one's about golf. So there were 109 local qualifying sites around the country, and about 8,880 golfers took place in the local qualifying rounds. So out of nearly 9,000 golfers, do you want to guess how many people shot over 100 in the qualifying round? And again, to get in the qualifying round, you either have to check that you are a pro which nobody checks, or you have to be a 1.4 or less or better, however you want to look at that, a 1.4 handicap or better to get into the tournament. So 9,000 golfers, how many shot, how many broke 100? Time to play America's favorite game, Dwayne, guess a number. Um, Let's say two. 13. Oh. And if you think, well, I mean, maybe some, I mean, 9,013 doesn't, I mean, that's like one tenth, 1%. Like maybe they had some bad days. There's weather or whatever. Um, the, uh, the person who invented the course rating system and the slope rating system, Dean Knuth basically said, as handicaps get better, standard deviation away from the handicap narrows, right? So if you're a good golfer, a bad day for you might be f- a four or five shot swing. As you get worse at golf, the 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 swing, and let's be honest, the swing to the bad because it's not to the good. Trust me, I've statistically proven this um, can be much worse. So he said, if you have a one point four handicap, there is no way that you should shoot a hundred or above on a course. Generally speaking, there might be some statistical outliers or whatever. The USGA agrees. And to your point about those letters, they still send letters. You don't even, yes, you don't even have to have decorum issues. The rules of the USGA say, if you shoot eight or more, eight or above the course rating, the USGA rules say that they can send a letter asking for proof that you are either a pro or that you actually had a 1.4 handicap and failure to reply to it can result in being banned. The uh, tournament, the overall tournament director, uh, which by the way, you're talking about shooting in the low 80s could get you that letter, right? I mean, if you're talking about eight over the course rating, this could be in the low 80s and they could say, thank you. Can you prove to me over a hundred is absolutely going to get a letter? Look, I had a good week last week. What I thought, I thought I had a good week last week and I shot an 83. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if I made a couple of putts, I chipped one in that helped. And I thought I had a pretty good week. Um, and I'm playing here in Norwalk, not on a USGA 
qualifying slick green. I've played those kinds of courses before. A hundred's a good number for me. <laughs> and 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 I'm a nine. I, I'm a decent golfer. I'm not a fantastic golfer, but I'm decent. I'm respectable. I can go out and not embarrass myself. You yeah, play I golf guess with, with the, me. I I yeah, well, I mean you can go out and golf with me and not embarrass yourself because I'm taking 120% of the embarrassment. Um, I think, I think the USGA is trying to say, listen, uh, we only want people who are really going to qualify for the U S open. The senior director of in championship administration said that his team plans to send out hundreds of letters to golfers <laughs> this summer. So anyway, don't, letters, USGA letters don't continue. Play. Oh, Lord. Okay, so where are we here? Oh, my God. We Look got idiots. Time. We got a lot we of idiots. idiots. Oh, by golly. We're going we're gonna to speed around the, some of these idiots? Sure. Um, it seems to be that the... I think everybody kind of knew this, but the Bengals rookie kicker and the veteran snapper ducked out at halftime of the Super Bowl. To watch the halftime show? Did you know this? I had heard something about it. I mean, to be honest, they didn't duck out of the stadium. They ducked. Technically, they ducked into the stadium. They left yes. the locker room to go yeah. watch. Yeah. 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 Um, apparently, there's there's still nearly six months later fallout from this that the special teams coordinator still hasn't forgiven the two of them for doing this. To the point where the team brought in an undrafted free agent long snapper to teach the veteran a lesson about team unity and what he ought to be doing. Yeah, here's a... I'm just going to throw this out. Anytime you talk with any football players, they always talk about how there's real football players and there's kickers. Kickers aren't real. They... They they don't they don't do OTAs they don't do practice they go out golfing they don't belong in the Hall of Fame because they're not real like no, every single comment is kickers aren't part of the team so when a kicker then goes okay cool I'm gonna go watch the concert because you don't need me because let's be real honest if any of our halftime adjustments involve and then the kicker should throw the ball we have bigger problems at this point. So I'm going to go watch because I'm not a real player. And suddenly they're like, Hey, the whole team has to stick together. That is not the way football works. I'm just, <laughs> I'm not going to defend them exactly, but I can see where they're coming from. Right. I, I hear it. I get, I get, yeah. yep. <laughs> yep. So I thought that was, you know, the, um, I guess my idiot there, my nomination for idiot of the week there is the special teams coordinator who's still, fixated on it six months later i mean he didn't miss any kicks yeah yeah <laughs> as a matter of fact given that kickers are usually superstitious and creatures of habit at this point i think they got to bring dre in to do halftime of all of their shows until he misses a kick in the second half well keep doing it keep doing it son in the article i read he was sticking to his regular plan. Normally, half times are 12 minutes. You go right. in, you pee, you go back out. He went in, he peed, he went back out. The fact that the, the halftime lasted 39 and a half minutes 
It's not, it's of not the his concert. fault. No, he just did what he always did. Creatures of habit. Yes. Excellent. Oh my point. goodness. You know what would have been so much better is if he would have gone out there and been doing his practice kicks right. over Dre. From the 40. Right. <laughs> um, let's see. Got? Oh my Lord. Speaking I brought one, you brought 12. Yeah, I've had a week. I've there's a lot of idiots, and I've had to call most of them because they're for the other podcast. In Game Three of the NBA Finals at the TD Ameritrade Bank Center Garden Parquet, whatever. Anyway, in Boston, the Golden State Warriors come out for warmups, and they're shooting. And you know that scene. And I'm stealing this from Sports Illustrated, but you know that scene in White Men Can't Jump when uh, was it Woody Harrelson goes up to dunk and and misses his dunk, and then asks, "Is this regulation?" And then Wesley Snipes jumps up there, grabs the rim, kind of does like a chin up or something, and goes, "Yeah." The Warriors were having a rough warm up, and mm-hmm. somebody said, "Is this regulation?" So they got the ladder. And the measuring stick out, and it wasn't. Really? Prior to an NBA Finals game, one of the baskets was multiple inches too high above the 10-foot and wasn't caught by the officials. It was caught by the team warming up on that rim. So they had to make some adjustments. My thought is, why can that basket be set to anything other than 10 feet tall? Like, like there ought to be two settings for that basket down 10 feet. That's it. <laughs> anyway, by the uh-huh. way, a- apparently they have a 10 foot long pole uh, stick is how they measure it. They actually have like a, like a, an actual, like somebody had to say, some one of the officials had to say to the, to the, I don't know, the night grounds crew, whatever. Can somebody get the stick? And then they measured it and went, huh? Anyway. So there you go. Um, I- so th- is this where I wouldn't touch that with a 10 foot pole? Is that where that comes from? I think it is. Okay. And it, it originated in, it originated originally, uh, that had, that, that came from Boston, but it didn't, it wasn't, I wouldn't, it's about Boston's rims. They couldn't touch them with a 10 foot pole because it was set at 10, three. <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Oh, as long as we're going through idiots, we might as well have an NFL owner. This one's just regular, you know, skullduggery. Um, until the sale of the Broncos goes through, the richest uh, owner in the NFL is David Tepper, who owns the Panthers, who's worth $16 billion or something like that. He, um, he proposed building an $800 million training facility. Um, cause it was going to, they were going to have a training facility and, and they were going to build up a, I don't know, water park or something. I don't know. Anyway, his company just fought his real estate company that was formed just for this filed for bankruptcy Oop. and is now being sued by the County because the real estate company took $21 million of tax revenue to enhance the site. They started building it. But then the local community didn't pass $175 million for him in tax-free bonds. So he stopped building it, declared bankruptcy, and now the county that gave him $21 million is now suing him to say, we gave you money and you're not opening this up because you're not getting the tax-free bonds from the city. 
And the NFL said, this has nothing to do with us because the real estate company is a separate company and has nothing to do with the football club. Even though the only owner of the real estate company is the NFL owner, and it was to build a practice facility for different rules apply to billionaires. That's I, they didn't get, he didn't get enough public money. So he stole allegedly the 20 million and isn't going to return it. He said, it's bankruptcy. We're going to go through the procedures, but the real estate company is also fighting that they need to return any of the money to the County. So is, is Brett Favre consulting on this project? (laughs) <laughs> sounds kind of like no because they started building it so they at least started construction so they did some work which is a hell of a lot more than brett did for his money <laughs> um let's see uh oh speaking of this one's great um speaking of sports and giving handouts to owners um uh 20 years ago the chicago housing authority kicked 30,000 people out of some out of some housing to clear the land and promise that they would um, that they would rebuild the housing and it would be much better, right? Because it was run down and scary, you know, 20 years ago, Chicago housing, you know, it was bad. So they kicked everybody out, bulldozed the buildings, land's been sitting there for 20 years. Multiple mayors have said, we're going to build stuff. Nobody's, nobody's built anything. Um, and the, the the land was supposed to be set aside for um, public housing and taking care of the neighborhood. Um, okay. Well, the um, Chicago Housing Authority has now uh, figured out what to do with it to meet that goal. Um, they're going to lease 26 acres of it to the Chicago Fire Football Club, who's going to construct a practice facility consisting of six soccer fields and a building for its training and business offices. The current fire owners are two of the richest people in Chicago, and the uh, land for the house for housing. There's no housing, uh, but they now got a sweetheart deal to build their practice facility. And according to the Chicago Housing, the Chicago Housing Authority, um, this is the purpose of them is to help build neighborhoods. So uh, anyway, there you go. You know, if they just hang on for a couple of years the fire can play in soldier field because the bears are going to be out in Arlington. <laughs> Just throwing oh, that this out is, there. This isn't for the fire. This isn't for the fire's arena. This is for their training facility even. Yes. Yeah, but yeah, the, they, the they can practice. Has, the you fire they, has their own arena already. They don't need soldier field. Oh, they could use soldier field as a practice facility. <laughs> oh my it's God. not going to be used for anything else. Cold play concerts. Apparently. Um, you have an odd one in here under idiots. So, uh, last week we got note, we got, uh, we get the, we get the note that the Dean's list at Bradley came out and, and our son Lucas was on it, made the Dean's list at Bradley. Congratulations. He, he also made the Dean's list last semester. Excellent. Uh Uh-huh. Um, these are also the two semesters where he's had a girlfriend Okay. We give all credit to the girlfriend because he was not on the Dean's list before he had the girlfriend qualifying him in my mind as idiot of the semester. The girlfriend is great. She's really sweet. We like her a lot. And Lucas is now both Lucas and Hannah have made the Dean's list two semesters consecutively now 
congratulations to them. And I also kind of wish he could also do it separately, but we'll take what we can get. Thank you. Congratulations. <laughs> Again, blissfully, he doesn't listen to this podcast. So, but I thought you might enjoy that. Um, I have, I, we have plenty of other idiots. I have one more and then we'll move on. The rest can, the rest can move forward. Did you hear about a small little technical glitch broadcasting the Giants Dodgers game last Saturday? Uh, Was there a fight in the stands or something? No, I don't know. I missed this story. All right. So San Francisco Giants hosting the Dodgers. Um, in San Francisco, obviously where they would host them. Um, it is, it is the, it's the pride game, right? So I believe both teams were wearing, uh, the pride logos, um, on their caps. San Francisco had jeopardy champion, Amy Schneider throw out the first pitch who was also known as the, I believe the first openly transgender jeopardy champion. I think Uh, anyway, if you watched this game was a national game and it was broadcast on Fox sports and I saw a headline and it said that there was some confusion because Fox sports didn't show Amy throwing out the first pitch. And my thought was, well, that's okay. I mean, broadcasters don't show like, especially on like national games, you don't show people throwing out the first pitch a lot. Right? Like, I mean, it's, that's if you, that's perfect. That's good commercial time. Right. Yeah. We're selling that time. So, okay, come on. Like, I'm going to read this article, but somebody is getting a little uh, paranoid here about, I mean, Fox Sports is different than the than Fox News and all of this. And somebody's just getting a little paranoid. And whoever's writing this maybe doesn't watch baseball. Nope. 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 In that game, they did have video of someone throwing out the first pitch. Fox Sports ran a video of NASCAR driver Kurt Busch, who threw out the first pitch on Thursday night, and they replayed it on Saturday before the game instead of airing the live video of the person who was actually throwing the pitch out on Pride Day in San Francisco. So... Anyway, um, now last week you theorized a scenario where, where Netflix was broadcasting F1 races and you and I were watching on different feeds with different results. Yes. Ha ha ha. Oh, how funny. Oh, how funny this would be. That would never happen. Oh, yes. yes. No, that's these alternate facts that Netflix is producing. Ha ha ha. Wouldn't this be funny? One week later. So apparently there's an alternate reality going on. (laughs) By the way, to the Giants, uh, the Giants own broadcaster, Dwayne Kuyper, on the Sunday broadcast, again, the Saturday the Saturday broadcast was a Fox Sports national broadcast. So this guy had nothing to do with this. He was out of the picture. On Sunday's broadcast, he issued, want to make a correction from what I watched yesterday on the Fox broadcast. 
The broadcast implied Kurt Busch threw out the first pitch yesterday, which was not true. Kurt Busch threw out the first pitch on Thursday. It was Amy Schneider from Jeopardy fame who threw out the first pitch on Pride Day yesterday. I just want to make sure she got her due. So the home broadcaster is now issuing a correction. So anyway, um, way to go. And I might just have to start watching sports in person now. (laughs) Anyway, that's enough. We got other stuff. We got other stuff. So what are you watching? Hey, the great food truck race is back. Oh, hey. And in an irony, one of the contestants is a drag queen. (laughs) I kid you not. Who is getting most of the airtime. So... Somebody is listening to talking to Todd, the great food truck drag race. Yes. They're stealing her ideas. It is back on the food channel and discovery plus. And, um, yeah, if you're on discovery plus watching Trixie's motel, which we're continuing to watch, uh, great food truck, uh, race. However, this year, by the way, uh, instead of it being an hour long episodes, they are 90 minute episodes. Ooh, why? I don't know. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know that we needed an extra 90 minutes. I guess the editors were like, if we make the show longer, we have less to do ship it as an editor. Yeah. I'm good with that. <laughs> yeah. It all stays in. It all stays in. Please continue. Um, then we watched the, uh, we watched the season uh, finale of, I believe of uh, girls five Eva. Um, the, the last episode was, was, was good. Uh, yes. I'm and all, I'm behind la 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 no, I'm not going to spoil anything. I was concerned about spoiling. <laughs> yes. You, you were concerned about spoiling top gun for God's sakes. What yes. goose dies. Sorry. Spoiler. Oh, alert. Whoa, whoa. Hey, editor is going to have to fix that anyway. So we're just, so uh, great food truck race is back and we're continuing to watch some of the other stuff. Um, how about you? What are you guys watching? Uh, no Time to Die dropped on Amazon Prime, so we watched that over the weekend. Okay. If you, if you have not seen the latest James Bond, the final Daniel Craig iteration, uh, it's still really good. Picked up some things that I missed the first round. Um, no Time to Die is on Amazon Prime. Also on Amazon Prime, season two of The Boys. Did you watch season one? Um, I did not. Every review I read said two things. Uh, incredibly good. And in the first paragraph, somewhere was gratuitous violence. Uh-huh. And what I've read about season two is s- season two makes season one's gratuitous violence look like a Disney show at this oh. point. Oh, yeah. It looks like Mary Poppins. And I saw something in Apple News today. That basically said the showrunner said, you ain't seen nothing yet in season two. This is going to get so much worse slash better. So, no, I haven't seen it. (laughs) I thought that the Kingsman and Deadpool had a lot of gratuitous violence. This has more exploding body parts than I have ever seen in a movie. Wow. And the Kingsman had a lot. A lot. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm de- Lucas is watching it. So I'm texting with Lucas about it. Like, oh my God, so many exploding body parts. <laughs> uh, 
So, so I'm, I'm, I am watching that. Uh, Amy is not. Uh, we watched, as referenced earlier, we watched the Tonys. And um, because I watched the Tonys, did you catch the ad? This is not something that I am watching, but something that I definitely plan to be this fall. Did you catch the ad for the new show coming on CBS this fall? Is it some sort of crime procedural? (laughs) (laughs) On CBS? Really? I'm just taking a stab in the dark here. It's either that or a Chuck Lorre comedy. I mean, that's the only two things they've got. Let me read you the description. A talented PI agrees to work as the in-house investigator for his mother, who's Marsha Gay Harden, who is reeling from the recent dissolution of her marriage. Title of the sitcom? So help me, Todd. Woohoo! I missed that. I missed that. We started watching the Tonys one hour late, so we were fast forwarding through all the commercials. So I'd never, I did not see that. So, so yeah. So Todd. when um, why didn't we think about that? Wow, why didn't we think about that as a podcast name? Got, right? Could have been. <gasps> Damn it! Oh, if we ever. W- we had talked about having a segment where people write in and basically what would Todd do? Remember we did, we did like yeah, we one did. of those. Yeah. Several. Jesse we had did. one of those, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the pool thing, right? Yeah. So help me Todd. Yeah. That segment oh, should have been. So help me Todd. Yes, it absolutely should have been. Yeah, it still could it. be. I mean, it's not like we're titling a show. It's True. Just it's just a segment. segment. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So, so please send your request for assistance to feedback at talking to Todd.com care of. So help me Todd. <laughs> What'd you learn this week? Okay. I would like to, and I understand that this is going to be, <clears throat> this is, this is all I'm going to preface this by saying this is all tongue in cheek, right? Like this all covers this tongue in cheek, right? If you listen to the show, it's tongue in cheek. I would like to report that uh, I was a victim of some discrimination in the last week. And, and I'm, I'm pretty broken up about it, and I, I need to share this with with somebody. So this all started pretty innocently. Um, the, the my golf glove is been destroyed because I have a terrible swing, and you have to replace golf gloves. So I went to our local sporting goods retailer to go replace and buy a new golf glove. And I looked to the one I had. I'm going to go get one of those. And I went to that section. And lucky for me, that vendor offers a two-pack. You can get two gloves for the price of one. It's in the same pack. How awesome is that? So I go through all of that, and I found a small problem that many people who listen to the show may not realize. But Dwayne, do you know what problem I ran into when I looked through all of the two-for-one gloves that were available? Well, let's start with you are left-handed. I am. Which means you would wear then your golf glove on your right hand. I do. Which my guess would then be that the right-handed golf gloves were not two for one. And when I say not, when Dwayne says not two for one, what I'm telling you is FootJoy has a package with two gloves in it for the price of one, but 
every single one of those packages were two left gloves. Two left gloves, two left gloves, two left gloves. They also sold the exact same glove in a right hand, one per package, exact same price as the two for one. Paying the lefty tax. Can't use scissors. <laughs> gotta pay gotta pay twice as much for gloves. Aren't aren't you a Democrat? Don't we pay the lefty tax for everything? <sighs> I do here at the undisclosed location. Anyway, so um, anyway, um, I learned that uh, it would have been better had I learned how to golf right-handed. And at this point, it probably couldn't have been any worse. Maybe I should have just bought. I should have bought the left gloves, bought some new right-handed clubs, and called it good. And just. It's not going to add anything to my score. My scores aren't going to go up. So maybe I should have taken the hint, actually, when I think about it. But uh, anyway, there you go. Uh, there seems to be some sort of conspiracy uh, against left-handed golf players uh, by the Foot Joy uh, and the uh, Richards Sporting Good Company uh, here at the Undisclosed Location. How about you? What did you learn? Um, so this was a... This is a work story. I know we don't do work here a whole lot, but today I was... We don't talk about work. We don't do work. I mean, it's all the same. <laughs> uh, I was I was producing a virtual meeting at work, as I am prone to do when I'm not on the road doing trade shows. This was a two-day meeting. So during yesterday's program, we had people, believe it or not, two years into living with virtual meetings that still didn't know how to put their mic on mute. They were in your meeting too. They're always in my meeting. I know. Right. And so to open this morning's meeting, our organizers planted in the organizing committee, a series of faux pas during the agenda review of people taking phone calls with their mic open, flushing the toilet, crumpling paper, typing on there, and... But no one crossing the Tubin line, right? Jeffrey Tubin? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. no, no, yeah, no, nobody no. crossed the Tubin line. Yes. Yeah, okay, okay, just no. want to make sure. Yes. So, and the... Um, and it's, it's a zoom call. So most of the people's cameras are on and you could see the eye rolling going on as this is going on. Like seriously, can't people learn to close their mics? And then we got to the point where we were going to, and ha ha ha, we're all laughing to ourselves on the organizing committee about ha ha ha. Oh, how funny this is showing because the, the core of this meeting was how to be good presenters, how to make good presentations, how to, you know, manage your presence online, how to, you know, all of this kind of stuff, right? My co-producer was supposed to play YouTube videos as the next part of the meeting after we got done with the open, right? She plays video one, it goes fine. She plays video two. In the middle of video two, her internet cuts out and dies. And the host goes, huh, Michelle, what happened there? And me, 
I didn't have any of the videos decked up as the backup because Michelle had not sent them to me. And I immediately unmuted my microphone and said, huh, so here's an interesting thing. We're talking about things to do and, and things that you learn. It is really, really important to have a backup when you're presenting on any meeting, because if you don't have a backup or you don't send the videos to your co-producer, they don't have them. So we have no other videos to show because of poor preparation by your producers. What do we have next on the agenda, Michelle? What can we go to? And she just kind of pivots through and nobody, and I swear nobody in the meeting knew we dropped the ball. Everybody thought it was a continuation of the same gag from the open. But as we said, was it last week? Hubris will be punished. That. We tempted fate with all of these gags about how you, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then Michelle's, Michelle's internet died. Be careful how you fake it. What I learned this week, be careful how you fake it. <laughs> For 90 minutes. The music is Happy Boy by Kevin McLeod. You can subscribe to Talking to Todd wherever you get your pods. Just search Talking and the number two. No Geno Space. We have a page on Facebook. Tweet us on Facebook. I think that's how that works. You can still check out our award-winning merch on Zazzle. You can leave us a voicemail at 515-ALSO-CPA. That's 515-257-6272. You can stop by and see us at the Tuba City Home Office. Please don't do that. Thanks to our listeners and our sponsors, Toddler3187, Modigo Cedar Valley, your five-blade mowing service in the Cedar Valley, and the Taylor Farms Family Foundation, even though we didn't do Tech Corner this week. And as always, send your feedback to feedback at talkingtotodd.com. Todd. So the 1977 uh, Smoking the Bandit soundtrack included both Westbound and Down and Eastbound and Down. However, <laughs> Eastbound. Eastbound and Down was the only one that was released as a single, and it spent 16 weeks on the U.S. country music charts, reaching a peak of number two. Thanks, Eli. Uh, we can do follow-up on that next week, right here, when we're talking to Todd. <laughs> And when you hit stop recording, I'm going to give you something that's going to make this even funnier. <laughs>